Ever since Lincoln Riley took over the USC football program, Trojan fans' confidence has been on the rise. So after missing out on yet another elite offensive line commitment, is that confidence starting to wane? What more can Lincoln Riley and his staff do to change these minds? Or do the pockets of information go deeper than that? How does the team look during their season, during their summer off, uh, during their summer off-season workouts? We're going to talk about that. And the Pac-12 is essentially dead man walking. So what's going to happen to the Rose Bowl? Let's talk about it on this episode of Locked On USC. Hello again, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Halkin, and thanks for listening to Locked On USC. And thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Locked On USC, we're still growing every day, guys. And uh, I want to thank you for listening and watching the show. And so uh, thanks for listening. We're free. You can find us wherever you get your podcast daily. And uh, please keep on listening and tell a friend. All right. So on the last episode, um, we let you know about the 4th of July recruiting fireworks that pretty much fizzled out um, for USC. As you're aware, the big target, uh, the big firecracker that they were going after uh, was the offensive lineman four five star, depending on which service you subscribe to, uh, Francis Mauegoa. Uh, he decided to choose the Miami Hurricanes. And uh, so, you know, USC's recruiting fireworks turn out to be one of those box of, uh, I guess we can call them those, those carbon snakes that, you know, they don't really make a lot of noise. They kind of squeak and they stain your driveway. Um, so they kind of got what they paid for while, you know, Miami, the Hurricanes and and uh, their guys, they're, they're paying for the big box of noisemakers. And it, it, that's a nice little, uh, that was a nice way to end the 4th of July holiday, getting Francis Malagoa to commit uh, shortly after they got their quarterback, uh, Jaden Rashada. So, um you start to wonder, you know, is is are the Trojan fans' confidence in Trojan, in Lincoln Riley uh, starting to wane as far as recruiting? Um, you know, whether it's in sports or in our in our daily job performance, uh, if you're not confident in your in your abilities, you know, it's hard to perform, and you need you know you can have the necessary skills to get by. Uh, but if you don't believe in yourself, um, you know, why would anyone else? And I'm not saying that the recruits, at least the offensive line guys, don't believe in, in, in Lincoln Riley. And I'm not saying that Trojan fans have lost confidence uh, in Lincoln's ability to recruit. But um, again, you know, there are, there are some issues there. So, you know, Again, the, the confidence, I think, is still there. That, I don't think it's waning, at least from the fans. Um, but, you know, the, the financial infrastructure has always been in place for USC. Uh, although the, it seemed like the wrong people were always pulling those same levers uh, for, for a long time and, and getting those same results. So finally, you know, USC, they, they kind of... They, 
they broke their own mold. They stopped hiring ex-football players to be their athletic director. And they they actually hired somebody who took to play that position and knew what they were doing. And they went out and they hired Lincoln Riley. So that was the first, you know, once that's where the, at least for me, I think where my confidence started to, to pick up a little bit with USC. Um, they were doing things differently with the athletic director. Um, and then they obviously made a big, Mike Bone and, and Brandon Sosta made a big splash when they hired Lincoln Riley. So myself and many in the media felt that um, once the name, image, and likeness machines were all fired up over at USC, uh, it would pretty much be game over when it came to recruiting. You know, he won those recruiting battles easily, but it, it hasn't really been the case. So, you know, they started this stay doubted. And there was no no reason for us to be doubted anymore. Everything, again, everything was in place. You had the, the financial resources. You, they hired Lincoln Riley. And it, you, I think everybody feels like they have a competent staff now in place. So um, if that's not, if that's not the case, you know, why, if all those things are working, you've got the coach, the athletic director, you've got the facilities, um, there's a good buzz and energy encompassing and circling the program right now. Why is USC still struggling to recruit offensive linemen? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hate to say it's it's the money, but you know, and you you hate to kind of point point at the dog whenever there's something smelly in the room. You can only do that so many times. USC has to step up. There's no other way to say it. Um, if they want to compete for offensive linemen, uh, they're going to have to play the same game that the University of Miami is playing that Texas A&M is playing, that the SEC and Alabama have been playing for years. Uh, over on WeRSC.com, Scott Schrader wrote a great, awesome, eloquent article uh, talking about what it's going to take uh, to compete in the, in the new college football landscape of recruiting. Ryan Day, the head coach of, of Ohio State, he was very public about it. Not too long ago, he said it's going to take, you know, 13 and a half million dollars, whatever that number was, uh, to maintain the, the roster at Ohio State. I mean, you've got the head coaches of programs talking about this. Matter of factly, this was just this was taboo years ago. And, and remember, USC got burned for this in essence the whole name image and likeness and they did nothing wrong so um i don't know we'll have to see where it goes from this from uh where where usc can go from here when it comes to getting commitments from offensive linemen i wrote something uh over on wearesc.com in my yay or nay when you're done listening here make sure you head over there and check it out um where i talk about it so you know, if USC doesn't have all the parts in the place right now, maybe they can head on over to Rock Auto and, and find the remaining parts <laughs> to get their recruiting machine working perfectly. 
we know Rock Auto doesn't deal in recruiting, but they do deal with uh, just about every auto part you can think of for your car. So why endure all those uh, often and pointless intimidating questions you get uh, when you call up your local um, auto parts dealership? Just go to Rock Auto. Save time and save money. Uh, when you do, you'll save anywhere from 30%, 50 maybe even up to 100% uh, or more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. I told you this before, guys. I used to be an auto broker. Uh, I always encouraged my clients to uh, get their repairs done elsewhere. Um, if Once the car is out of warranty, never go to the dealership. It's just too expensive. Rock Auto is a family business. They've been doing it yourselves, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. <clears throat> Excuse me. So go on over to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Fox? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right. Uh, at the beginning of the show, I had uh, also mentioned besides the uh, the confidence level, you know, whether it's still there or not there. Um, I also talked about the, uh, the, the USC football team and how they're going through their their summer, their off-season summer workouts, their PRPs, the player-run practices, PRPs. So um, <laughs> one of the things you'll find out about uh, or what you're going to learn about this team under Lincoln Riley and with Benny Wiley as the strength and conditioning coach is these guys are constantly being tested. Uh, and if the guys on the team haven't figured it out by now, they better figure it out real fast. Uh, I got a real quick nugget um, over the holiday weekend, actually the end of the holiday weekend that I wanted to bring up. Um, so Benny, Benny Wiley is, you know, he isn't the most intimidating figure when you see him. You know, he's not the biggest guy. Uh, but he has a very Marine-like mentality. Uh, there is a, there's no excuses with him. Uh, he's very approachable. He's, he's not somebody who, who I think the players fear. Uh, but he makes it known that, hey, this is the way it is. It's, it's his way. Or in this particular case, it's the running highway. Look, I, I think anyone who exercises regularly, you know that your body needs time to recover after you have a physical workout. You know, that's just, it's part of the process. Um, however, you know, there's also a difference between having, you know, taking physical recovery and then just becoming lazy or allowing bad discipline to kind of set in uh, when you take time off during the holiday vacation. And, um, Trust me, USC football fans, you know all about bad habits and, and how that can lead to bad discipline. And, and that's where Coach Wiley is going to come in uh, with this team. And that's why the strength and conditioning program is so vital, uh, not just during the season, but in, especially during the offseason. Now, 
Um, according to one source, um, apparently during Tuesday's uh, uh, PRP, uh, Benny Wiley kind of felt that some had become lazy over the holiday. And he observed this when he divided the team into two, into two groups. Just so everybody's aware, um, if there is a football out there with the players, uh, head coach or the assistant coaches cannot be out there. Uh, and I'm not sure if a football can be there or not with the strength and conditioning staff, but I have to assume, yes, since there's always somebody there uh, to make sure in case somebody gets hurt, uh, somebody from the medical staff is available. And that includes strength and conditioning. So um, there's always somebody watching. <coughs> Excuse me. And Benny was watching uh, on Tuesday. And apparently he didn't feel that one of the two groups had the right energy. So the penalty for that group was a lot of running. And I mean, a lot of running (laughs) at the end, uh, the group that brought the energy, they only had to run 14 hundred yard gases, just 14. That's all. Meanwhile, the other group, they ran 28. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Twenty-eight hundred-yard gassers. Um, I've done ten hundred-yard gassers, and I know how tired I was. I don't want to do twenty-eight ever, even if I was in great shape and I was eighteen to twenty-two years old. Get that noise out of here. Um, the bottom line is this: this Trojan staff wants the players to complete the test the first time they're asked to do something. And they, as I mentioned, they should know by now that if they're given, you know, a few days off, uh, they're, they're going to have a conditioning test when they come back. So um, hopefully the guys who didn't have that energy, they learned the lesson. It's a good lesson. It wasn't, you know, it might've hurt them short term where they're huffing and puffing. But in the long run, this is going to be a benefit to them and the the team in general. So I think it's good news that I'm passing along. Um, Hopefully, Benny doesn't have to discipline half the team. Uh, Because, look, we know, for all of you guys who, who exercise regularly, you know that it doesn't take long for your bodies to kind of, to, to, to fall back and, and lose any of that condition that you've built up when you, when you're doing something regularly. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like when you diet, if, if you, if you only eat once a day, your stomach shrinks up a little bit. So you, you, you can't get into those types of habits. You just got to maintain the same routine and you'll get those uh, results you're looking for. Uh, one of the ways you can get those results is to, uh, have, I don't know if you, has anybody ever tried these built bar? Um, they're really good. So I'm told I have not tried one yet. I'm going to, I promise. But the way these things are described, um, I think you should, and I, I'm going to get one. Uh, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably already tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk 
the Puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk of built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. Mm. <laughs> Look, I'm not a big coconut fan. Uh, I love the way it smells, but that, that even sounds good to me. So stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and they are all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going to they're gonna go fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect when you have a craving, when you need to satisfy, satisfy your sweet tooth, or when you need a quick, healthy snack. They are they're an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Mmm. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. All right. Man, that kind of sounds good right now. All right, last thing we're going to talk about here before uh, we wrap up this episode of Locked on USC. And again, thanks for listening. And when you're done, head on over to wersc.com. One of the things I wrote about in my yay or nay is, did USC and the UCLA, to a lesser extent, UCLA is always to a lesser extent, um, did uh, did they kill the Rose Bowls tradition? Um. I'm going to say nay. USC did not. Uh, that music that that music died 20 years ago, uh, in my opinion, at least, when Miami and Nebraska, uh, Nebraska used the BCS system to uh, soil the Rose Bowl on its tradition. And ever since then, you know, there's there's been other programs like Oklahoma and Texas and Georgia and Alabama. Each of them have left a permanent stain on the Rose Bowl. So it, it's the tradition between the, the Pac-8, Pac-10, Pac-12 versus the Big Ten, Big Conference, Big 16 in 2024, whatever we're gonna, whatever it's going to be called. We're just going to refer to it right now as the Big Conference. Um, it's been it's been going through a slow death uh, for a while, for 20 years. So, you know, but. What's going to happen to the granddaddy of all bowl games? You know, that is a question I think we should talk about, you know, at least for a few minutes. And hopefully uh, you guys can respond with over on WeRSC. Um, maybe leave some responses once we get the YouTube site up. Uh, give us your thoughts on what you think is going to happen to the Rose Bowl or what could happen. Um, I would like to make a suggestion here, a couple suggestions. Uh, in order to preserve what tradition is left, I think, number one, the Bruins should either move back to the Coliseum, 
and share with USC, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Um, or, you know, let, let UCLA start running out from SoFi Stadium. That's not a bad idea. It's closer. And, uh, you know, why should UCLA be the beneficiary of the hallowed grounds of the Rose Bowl and play Ohio State or Michigan or Wisconsin or Iowa or Penn State uh, weekly on an annual basis um, as a member now of the big conference? Because it, it'll kind of be a sense of, hey, UCLA is playing in the, in the Rose Bowl every week against xyz from the old big conference i don't think that's right so maybe the rose bowl you know here's something i think they should do let's start using the rose bowl as the venue for the conference championship game starting in 2024 um because i have a feeling it's going to be usc versus either Ohio State or Michigan or Penn State or Wisconsin on an annual basis. It'll look right. And that might be a way, if that's not one way to to keep traditions sort of alive, um, as the college football playoff expands, hopefully the Rose Bowl can be used uh, in that capacity. Um, I don't know how. Uh, Again, if it's, you know, if we're talking 12 to 16 team playoff, let's use uh, the Rose Bowl and have two teams from the big uh, represent and playing in the Rose Bowl. Maybe that can work. I don't know. What do you guys think? What what I will tell you, one thing I do do think sucks um, and who I feel bad for are the Cal Golden Bears. Um. I don't know why I have a soft spot, soft spot for these guys. Maybe it's just because as a fan, I used to go up there and have a lot of fun uh, walking around frat row and listening to that cat calls. Um, and I don't know if today's younger generation was aware of this, but you know, there was a time when the Cal athletic program actually um, was pretty good. And they actually played football at a really high level. Now, granted, it was a long time ago. And the last time Cal made the Rose Bowl, um, Dwight D. Eisenhower was president of the United States of America. It's been a long time. So, you know, you know, the way things are going in college football, as fate might have it, I think it would be freaking outstanding to have Cal represent the Pac-12 in the last Rose Bowl against somebody from the Big Ten, big big conference. I think that would be the way to go out. And you know what else would be cool? To actually see Cal win that. Because number one, um, I don't think there would be a fan base that would appreciate it more than them. Like I said, it's been a long time. And uh, they might burn down the city of Berkeley. And come to think of it, that might not be a bad thing as long as they say top dog. So on that note, um, I, I know I kind of got off USC and went a little bit more Pac-10, Pac-12 there. And that's okay, because when you're not making Locked on USC your first listen, head on over to uh, Locked on Pac-12 and make them your second listen. 
Every day, your host, Spencer McLaughlin, and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Pac-12 in 30 minutes. So make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen, Locked On Pac-12. And again, start getting acquainted with the Locked On Big Ten. Every day, your host, Nate Dickinson, and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes or less. So make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. All right, guys. You're done listening to me here. Head on over to WeRSC.com. And until then, fight on.